Yeah, we got the crown, let us sing. I'm a Sacramento king, and we're doing our thing. We got the crown, let us sing. Yeah, it's Sacramento OnlyFans. The art show at the Arco. Boogie Cousins made it bang in the sleepy train. See where blicking bars go. D-Rock got D-Lock like D-Block. D-Fox got the golden one like Reebok. Jason Jones with the J-Street vibes. And KC's gonna give it to you live. Uh, I was born to ball from a fetus. Watching highlights of Reggie Theus. White chocolate breaking ankles into pieces. Roy Williams had them freezing in the bleachers. My shots all making money, Mitch Richmond. Mike Bibby with the cross, you're a victim. And if your team run the zone, I'ma shift them. Welcome to the L train. Like a sentimental king. And we're doing our thing. We got the crown and the sing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what it is, man. You know them vibes. You're locked in to the J Street Vibe podcast. With your man Kenny Careway and Jason Jones, I'm not. You know, I may be your homie. I'm not. You know, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. Used to be my homie. Used to be my ace. Yeah, kind of like you know. I'm like Puig. I'm your friend, Jason. You know, your friend, Jason. You know, this is a crazy confession here. Um, I liked Puig. I did. I did. At first, I really didn't like him at all. But then I, you know. Uh, got the stick out of my ass, and I was like, you know what? He's fun. He's different. I'm not mad at Puig. So every time yeah. Baumgartner used to f- try to fight with Puig, I wasn't a big fan of that. I wasn't. Baumgartner's fake, fake ass, fake tough shit. He All right, well, I'm not going to allow you to slander the man. All right, I already I'm said I didn't agree with him. I already I'm said I didn't agree with him. I'm not going to let you he slander this man. He didn't want none. He didn't want nothing. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a act all tough in the mound. Everyone's like, oh, you know, Bumgarner will fight. I've never seen him fight anyone. Only person he fought was that 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 RV or whatever he was on that ATV. That's what he fought. He fought you, that. So you calling him? You calling him Kevin Garnett? Is that what you're doing? I'm calling him fake tough. Yeah, I am. I'm calling him fake tough. Kevin Garnett is maybe the fakest tough guy in the history of sports. Never wanted to fight. The one time he did, Anthony Peeler smacked that boy upside his head, and KG fell back or as ben wallace would always point out he never wanted none with me he picked on the european <laughs> players but he didn't want none with me <laughs> ben wallace has said that numerous times like how come he wouldn't fight me he would, yeah, you know. that's a good point good point but yeah um we're here j street vibes Shout out to the Be Heard platform. Shout out to my man, Damian Barling. That's how we're brought to you guys. Check us out um, wherever you can find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music. You can also find us on the uh, radio.com app with the with the podcast as well here with the J Street Vibes. And we're talking about a team right now, Jason, that's over 500. Did you think at any point this year you will be saying we are here talking about a team in the Sacramento Kings that is over 500? They're 2-1 and one right now. I guess it's not unfathomable. I mean, it's three games. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, wet, I, I, Jason Wet Blanket Jones. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I mean, oh, oh, hold up. Let me dial it back. Let me go back and rewind. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. I'm shocked. Um, they I had mean, a real I, shot of going three and oh, it was, it was there for. Them. I thought I thought Sunday's game. And we'll, we'll start there. I thought Sunday's game was a game that. They played well, like they lost the game, but it's not like they just got worked out. They played well, had an opportunity. It really came down to about a five-minute stretch in the third quarter where the Suns turned up the Jets, 
And mentally, I thought the Kings kind of faltered a little bit. That was the first time they blinked all year um, defensively and just, you know, their shot selection and things of that nature. But aside from those five minutes, I thought I thought they were there. What, what did you see on Sunday in the loss? We'll start with the loss first. Uh, turnovers and you, you saw a team kind of try to take the fight to them a little. And it reminded me of this. I don't think they can be competitive if De'Aaron doesn't play well. Yes. It's hard. It's hard for them. I mean, you can't he he can't be a twelve point four assist five turnover night mm-hmm. and they and they they expect to win, you yeah. know unless somebody like Buddy just goes off for like thirty you know you, you, that's part of the the next thing for De'Aaron is just that responsibility that every night he's got to do something you know I don't think he mm-hmm. had a steal you know you got to do something yeah and he can't he can't get into foul trouble I mean I know it's easier said than done. But I, I know we we tweeted about it a little bit that play at the end of the third quarter. I mean that was a that was a bit of a backbreaker for me. I saw it coming when he came in. So when Luke put him in, I didn't necessarily have a. I actually literally didn't have a problem with him putting him in the game. That's your franchise guy. You got an opportunity, offense only type of situation. Put him in there for four or five seconds. Boom, we're good. The thing that I had an issue with was that should have only been a pull-up three-pointer. I don't want to attack to the basket because the, the Suns were going to be thirsty trying to get that uh, get that fist foul on them. And I definitely don't want him setting any screens, no dribble handoff, none. No, no, no. Keep him as far away from people as possible. It should only be a pull-up three. So that's a little bit on Luke, but I'm also putting that a little bit on De'Aaron, man. You got to know in that situation that especially a team – led by Chris Paul, they're going to be aware of that and they're going to be thirsty trying to pick up that fifth foul. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah. And I just, you know, yeah, that was just kind of summed it up. And from there it was, I mean, Phoenix was already pulling away. It started. Yeah. When, I think they were uh, like 11 at that point. Yeah. Halliburton, when Halliburton fouled Langston Galloway on the, uh, on the three, that's kind of, to me, that where it started. Mm-hmm. And you get a four point play and then just, it just kind of snowballed on them. And they had, you know, maybe you think in that first five minutes of the fourth, maybe that's your chance to push it. But at that point, they just they couldn't get any more traction, and they just kept turning yeah. the ball over. And you know, I mean, just to me, it wasn't it wasn't like a you know bad effort per se. Just you know, you can't you know you could just, you could literally see the mental breakdown. You could see them just watch Cameron Johnson keep going to the rim. I'm like, is anyone going to step in front of this dude at some point? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> a, a, a body in front of him would do well in in this yeah. situation. Watching watching them on Sunday, I kind of felt this on Saturday, and that's why I was really looking at. Look, I'm still one of those guys. Okay, I'm I'm a Kings fan, and I'm one of those guys that still wants them to see to to win games. I'm I'm here not saying that nobody else does, but I'm actively thinking of ways for them to improve the record and win games. I'm not on tank season, none of that other stuff. So I looked at it Saturday, and with the back-to-back, uh, the two-game series here, I said if they want to split, their best their best chance is to win on Saturday. I thought winning Saturday was going to be vital, especially getting in the game and seeing how they were leading and things of that nature. I was like, they got to close this out. They got to win because I found it hard to believe that they would win on Sunday. And is it just me or does the, the, the two game series at to me right now, it seems that second game seems really tough, really tough, especially if you're not probably the more talented team, which the Kings weren't against the Suns. It seems that that second game, I it just 
I feel tired watching it, right? Like, I feel fatigued watching that. So I know they play back-to-backs, you know, just in general when they have a regular season. But something about playing the same team two games in a row seems, seems a little daunting sometimes. Yeah, and it's like uh, Luke said before the game. You normally only play the same team two times in a row, you know, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and even then there's that, a day. There's at least yeah, a and, day. And, and you knew Chris Paul wasn't going to let them do what they did the first game. Right, right. You know, and, and like I said, they, they came in there with the idea we're going to try to take away their main three guys. You knew Aiton would, not, would get up more than five shots. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they also didn't. They didn't expect the the Suns would make eight of their first 16 threes and none of them would be from from Devin Booker. Yeah. And that's when you got to tip your hat though. Michael Bridges and 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 Cam Johnson. I mean they they hit shots, man. That was the game plan like you said to make those other guys beat them and they did. You got to tip your hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They get well, paid too. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like I said, you know, to me it was a it was, you know, it was a type of game where, you know, they lost. It wasn't the worst thing ever that they lost. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had fun on Twitter with your overreactions, of course. It was the normal one. Luke should have played Kyle Guy more. Whatever. <laughs> no, uh, stop, stop. No, they didn't They didn't say that to you, Jason. Oh, they didn't say that yeah. to you. Oh, it, it started at halftime. Like, I don't know. Maybe this is when you should <laughs> go to Kyle on. Guy. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, John, I said, and I like Kyle. I'm like, please don't make, don't do this. I think every year fans pick what I call a mascot player. And not, I mean, not to denigrate the player or mascots. But right. They, they pick a player that it's like, okay, that's going to be our guy this year. That no matter what, that guy's got to play. That guy's got to play no matter what. And, you know, and right now that guy is Kyle. Kyle can do no wrong. You know, before you know, I try. You know, they they they've had a lot of guys like that. Look, I I like Kyle Guy. We actually have a. I don't know if you saw it, but we have a University of Virginia um, b- basketball. I think it's like a blog site or something like that. They listen to the J Street vibes. They showed us love. Big ups to them. Um, but I like Kyle Guy a lot. Mm-hmm. I've said numerous times that boy can play. But I, I, it's not to the point where. I'm banging the drum that he at halftime he needs to be in the game. Like, let's just calm down just a little bit. You know what I mean? If, if Luke sees like, you know, maybe Corey is slow or, you know, sluggish on the back to back and he wants to give guys some minutes. I like that. I embrace that. I say, OK, let's see what the, the young fella got here in this moment. But let's just relax just a little bit here, everybody. Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, but I think, hey. It is what it is. I, I don't think rotations or, you know, guys playing or not playing has really been an issue at this point. Nah. I actually like the way Luke's used the guys and, you know, you know, getting Hassan important minutes, you know, getting Marvin time at the five. You know, I think he, I think mm-hmm. he, that's fine. I just think you're going to lose sometime, and it is what it is. And like I said, this is not Little League. <laughs> you're right, you know, Jason. Everyone, you're going to lose sometimes. You're going to lose a game. <laughs> you know, and I mean, people are like, oh, my God. I'm like, calm down. If I had told a lot of y'all they'd be 2-1 and one after three games, you'd have been like, wow. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, just calm yeah. down. I mean, to me, there's yeah. still a lot of good There's a lot of good things, you know, early on, you know. A lot of good, the, man. I think, you know, the rookie, Tyrese Halliburton, Little Irv uh, has been. Uh, well, you, you know, he, he, okay, so let's have this talk. Let's have this talk because I think you, you noticed a little bit of it, uh, I think, in the Denver game, in the opening game. I'm not saying he's Magic Johnson. Let me be perfectly clear. I'm not even saying he's close to Magic Johnson. Tell me he don't look like Magic out there sometimes. 
Sometimes. The way the way, like, the way I, he I, plays. Like, like, like I squinted <laughs> twice and there were two times where I said, That reminds me of magic, you know. It was there was there the was, little there runner the, with the scissors legs out there. Come yeah, on, that's something yeah, magic when, would do. When the leg went up, I said, Okay, I, I've seen that before. You know, but outside of that, no, I don't see nothing about magic. Maybe the fact that his shorts are kinda little, maybe we're going back to eighty eight, you know, but no, that, I, I, that's about it when it comes to my magic Johnson comparison. He's but playing some I, damn good basketball though, man. I think you know he, 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 really he said is. yeah, he said he said that his defense has been awful the last couple of games. I like a guy basically saying, Hey, I suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's like he's like, my yeah. defense has been trash, you know, and you know, part of that is He's a guard, and he's going to the learning tree. You know, you got yeah. you, know, you're, you're, you got Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and you telling me, Chris, you know, hey, come on, man, you telling you telling Chris Paul and Devin Booker, I got a rookie out here. Yeah, you, yeah, you gonna you gonna learn today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gonna get this work, man. As simple as that. But I, I've been really impressed, and I initially I, I wasn't crazy about the pick or, or, or the player. I just didn't see it. But I know after the Kings drafted him. Uh, I went back and looked at some more game film, and I and I really started to see some of the things that I did like about him, and it was his IQ, his passing ability. All seemed to always make the right pass and with great accuracy, and that's carried over into this regular season. Just his basketball IQ, his savvy out there, and his shot. If he can get those, as as my boy uh, Bill Rafter would say, if he could get those puppies set, all right. If he can get those feet set. It's a good shot. Like that's a good shot. Like he he's he shoots the ball very efficient. If he could get those puppies set. Yeah. I mean he when you watch him play, he look, he, he belongs, you know. He looks like he belongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. you know, and so, to, and to me it, it it only reinforces the Kings made the right decision by not matching the Bogdanovich offer because Yeah. You, you look at the production yeah. you're getting from from Tyrese, you know. You know, maybe Bogey might be better, but I don't think I don't think he's hurting you right now. I don't, I don't think you're going. Damn, you know we'd be three and zero if they would, that was Bogey instead of Tyrese. So I, you know, right. I think that it's. I think you know. I think he's. I, I like him. I think he's very aware. He's very. He understands what his role is. He understands what the team is trying to do. You know. He. You know. He. He. He gets it. And a lot. You know. You don't get a lot of rookies that get it. And right. considering that you know you, you got no summer league, not really a whole training camp. The fact that he just comes in and gets it, I mean, to me, that's yeah, a good man. Thing. He he looks he looks completely comfortable in what they're doing. Like you said, without any like a, a formal training camp, like a real training camp, summer league, all that, and he he looks good. He looks good. I wanted to talk about De'Aaron Fox real quick because there's something that I saw on Saturday night that I want to be careful with this. I'm not trying to go a mean. In this whole situation, right? Leave, leave, because leave my homie, leave my homie a lot of this. You know, not trying to go a mean here. All right, but uh, I was watching Atlanta in Memphis on Saturday afternoon. Ja versus just versus Trey, and the boys put on the show. I mean, they can fill it up. They they can they can score as good as any of the young point guards that I see out here. But two things stuck out to me: they didn't guard each other, and they didn't really guard anybody, right? Like they were hiding on the defensive end of the floor. And maybe when they get older, you know, more more uh, years under their belt, maybe they'll 
start to take more of that challenge. While we're at it, shout out to John Morant. Get well soon, bro. That that rolled ankle looked nasty. So hopefully it's nothing too serious and he's back out there soon. But um, Saturday night, this is where I saw a little bit of a difference between those guys and De'Aaron Fox. The defensive challenge that he accepted going after Devin Booker. That is something that I like to see out of my franchise guy, my franchise guard. And it doesn't mean you're going to shut down a, a player as good as Devin Booker or, or, or lock him up or anything like that all the time. Devin Booker is an all-star in this league. He's going to get buckets on anybody. But the fact that Fox said, no, it, it's time not only to show up on the offensive end, but to show up on the defensive end. I feel like that's something that separates him from those two. And that's what I love to see. Did, did you see him, did, did that same um, moment of him taking on that defensive challenge, did that resonate with you at all? I mean, I guess to me, it doesn't resonate as much because I've seen him do it before. My thing mm-hmm. about, I need to see that every night. Like, you know, there, mm-hmm. I mean, he had a stretch a couple of years ago where, like, he was a dog against Goran Dragic. But I'm like, okay, so what? Okay, that, that was nice. Goran's a good player. But the Kings drafted him to be that dog on everyone every night. Right. And that's that's, and ask, that's, that's asking a lot, too, though. Yeah. Because, but, you know, because like pay, you mentioned they, they earlier. They paid him a lot, too. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is facts. But like you mentioned earlier, to ask that of him and then to the point where if he doesn't have an on offensive game, they can't win. That's a lot. That's a lot. Right. Yeah. And the thing, but the thing is, though, I know I've, I've talked to people from the team who were there when he was drafted even afterward. The Kings were just as excited about his defensive potential as they were his offensive potential. Because they saw the way when he was with Cal, you know, he's in the backcourt playing press, you know, he's turning guys, making it, making life hell and got to the pros. And quite honestly, I don't think it was demanded of him early. I don't think that 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 was put on him enough that you got to be a dog out there on these guys. And like Mm. a a game like Sunday is a prime example, you know, uh, for as quick and athletic, athletic as he is, how do you not have a steal? Yeah. You know, I know it happens. It could be an anomaly. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, that he wasn't trying, but. When you're shooting, when you're shooting your shots off, you're struggling with foul trouble, you got to make some, you, you got to do some other stuff. And I think that's what they're, to me, that's where I'm going to be. That's what you, you got to see from him going forward is that even if he shoots 4-18, you felt him in that game. And, you know, yeah. they struggled. I, I think they struggled Sunday because you didn't feel him in that game. Right. You know, right. I, you know, I, 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 you know, there was times he got to the paint. He could have maybe, for, you know, he wasn't getting the calls, and I think he can't be deterred by that. He's got to keep forcing the issue. And you know, I'm kind of reminded of the time, you know, this is back, you know, when we could still go and to the locker room, you know, pre-COVID, talking to his dad, and his dad be like, "Hey, if if he gonna come out here and not, you no, know, not be aggressive <laughs> and not force the issue, I could stay home." It was dad be on his this. head. <laughs> Dad be yeah, yeah. His dad be on his head. His dad be on his head. His dad be like, you know, I'll come out here for this shit. Shoot the ball. (laughs) You gonna shoot the ball twelve times? I could have stayed home. (laughs) You know, and the thing is, he's and and, you know he's you know he just turned twenty three. So I mean, you know, but this is year four, and I and I do you know I'm not gonna take one game and be like, oh my god, this is a this a setback, but. That's what I'm looking at for him is that you got to, his, you know, no matter what it is, even if he can have a horrible shooting game, whatever the case may be, he might be in mm. foul trouble. You got to make your presence felt somehow. And I think he's still yeah. maybe learning how to do that all the way. But 
Yeah, like I said, I mean, I'm glad he did that in that game, but that's got to be a nightly thing. It's like Jamal Murray got to know, man, damn, De'Aaron wouldn't was on was in was damn near in my jersey tonight, you know? Right. And I right. know it's a lot to ask for him, but hey, the great ones do it, and you know, you know, well, not not all the great ones, you know. See, the what I was just that's what I was about to say. Typically, these guys, these point guards, they have somebody else to relieve that pressure. This goes back to everything that I've talked about with Buddy Hill because that second guard should be the one guarding Devin Booker. And Buddy tried. It's not it's not a knock on him, but Buddy that's not his game, right? He's he's not If you're looking for a defensive stop, you're probably going to go to De'Aaron before you go to Buddy. And you would probably want it's like a Doug Christie Mike Bibby thing, right? Like if they were playing back in the day, Mike Bibby, Mike Bibby wouldn't guard uh, Kobe. Or if they were playing another point guard, say if you take Bibby and Christie and put them up against, uh, I don't know, Portland. Like mm-hmm. Bibby's not guarding Dame, you know. Christie's right. guarding Dame, and that's yeah. that's the whole thing with Fox. Like I look at Fox that way, where somebody, whether it's Halliburton, whether they draft somebody, whether hell, whether Buddy picks it up one day, somebody's got to be that guy. To, to relieve a little bit at, off of him. I think they use Corey for that. But the thing is, you don't have that dynamic. But this is a team that relies heavily on both of their, you know, the guards to go, you know, offensively and defensively. Mm. And there's just no way around it that, you know, like I said, they draft. One of the reasons they signed Corey, part of the thing of signing Corey was that you signed Corey because you want De'Aaron to go all out on both ends of the court. And if he needs a break, it's okay. That's why they were so Vlade at that point was so intent on upgrading the backup point guard because he said, mm-hmm. "I got we can't have a situation where De'Aaron says I can't go out on defense because you need me on offense." Like, yes, you can. We'll get you mm-hmm. out the game. We'll get mm-hmm. you a break and get you right back in. But we need you to be that dog on both ends. So, like I said, it's I know it's not easy. You know, I'm not lying and saying that it is easy. But you know, if you look at the greats, you know the greats have figured out how to have an impact on both ends and still carry it, you know, still, you know, and like I said, he's still a young player, but if he wants to be great, you know, and and the Kings are paying him and treating him like he's going to be great. That's got to be something that's part of his package. You know, you look at, you know, guards around the league, you know, at his best, John Wall was a, uh, you know, you know, know, could hold his own on defense. And I think you look at a guy like, you know, and that's why that's been one of the knocks on Dame and CJ was that you two aren't good defenders. Mm. which is you know mm. and i think you know yeah I mean, that's been a knock on those two steph yeah. i think in some ways gets an unfair knock i think he's much better yeah, than I he used so to too. be yeah. you know but you know but you look around you know he's not a turnstile like steph yeah. will give you some resistance on the on the defensive end yeah the thing is you play you play guard in the nba there's not a night off anymore the, the days of having players where you're going to have like a i don't say example a tony allen type where i don't <laughs> I, I don't play offense those days are over you don't have many guys left like that where you can just say, you know what, we'll put you on that guy because that guy just will never shoot. Right. You know, right. You, 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 there's there's no night off. So he's going to, you know, he, you, you know, and I think De'Aaron knows that, you know, he's, you know, he knows what he signed up for. But, yeah, he, he, you know, you know, coming up Tuesday, you know, okay, you got Jamal Murray, you know, even, what you going to do? You know, Gary Harris is not a guy you can be like, okay, you know what, we're just going to hide you in, you know, yeah, he'll, get, he'll give Gary you fifteen Hitch. to twenty if you if you leave him alone. Yeah, so so yeah, there's no night off. They're gonna have to figure out how to do it, and, and I think he understands that. And knowing De'Aaron a little bit, or maybe not so little that I do know, he understands that. 
you know, and you know, it's about you know picking your spots. I remember when he was when he was younger. You remember maybe his rookie year. He was talking about he got to pick his spots so he don't get tired. I think it was Garrett Temple said, "Man, you nineteen twenty, you don't get tired. You better play defense the whole time." You <laughs> 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 mean you you got to pick your spots so you don't get tired? <laughs> I like you know, that. So, I like that. You know, and you know, there's the you know he's got to be a guy who you know like I said, if you know a night the shot's not falling. They gotta be like, but damn, his shot wasn't falling, but he gave me hell. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. No matter how good you know, Russ is out there, and I think that's what De'Aaron's got to be. So I mean, I like that he's done that. You know, he did that that game. But like I said, I've seen it before. I'm looking to see that over 30, 40 games, not just you know three or four. Because I I've seen him do it. You know, here and there, I've seen him get a game where he'll take something personally. You know, whether it be a you know, and you know, and like you said, like my but, uh, you know, like you said, you no, know, the whole Amin thing, you no. Know, and the thing is, the same thing that Amin has heard from people around the league, I've heard as well. It's like, well, yeah, he did it against Ja. What do he do against Shea? What do he do against that guy though? What about that guy though? Why don't he bring that every night? And you know, until until he shows it every night, consider you know, or consist, you know, you know, if you're playing seventy two games, if until he shows that 65 of those seven, you know, a high, high percentage, there will be those questions because it'll be like, okay, yeah, you did it against that dude, but point guard in the league, you just look at the division. Shoot. You know, Dennis Schroeder is no slouch. Steph Curry's no slouch. Chris Paul. I mean, who's who's your night off? What, Pat Beverly? You know, <laughs> you know, which I mean, that, I, might, I, that might be the only Pat Beverly, yeah. the only night off. In the league, Pat yeah, yeah, you know, which is kind of like your—he's like one of the—he's almost becoming a dinosaur. But, but look, and but he's going to be on your head on the other end of the ball. Where yeah, so yes, I mean, there's you know, you know, you can't really there's there is no night off, and you can't ask Buddy to take him off because number one, Buddy, Buddy is not some All NBA defender. <laughs> right. You can't ask Buddy Corey. is doing about what he can do. We've we've asked as much as we're going to get out of Buddy, and I say that as someone that is. I'm okay with what he's done in the first three games defensively, the effort that he's shown. I'm good. But to ask him to do more would be preposterous. Yeah, I think, you know, just overall defensively, the hiring of Rex Kalamian has been huge. I have yes. not heard guys praise an assistant like this in a while. I mean, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it feels like I've heard these four or five guys just say unsolicited, you know, I talked to Rex, Rex pulled me aside. I text Rex about, you know, and I think that's can't be overlooked that, They've got some. They've they've gotten some great buy-in right now with him and what he's doing. And I think you know, mm-hmm. Buddy and De'Aaron love it. They just love what they're doing defensively. And you know, I think De'Aaron kind of made a comment before the season about how it's almost like they're more modern on defense now. Mm. You know, mm. and you yeah. know, and then Corey was asked about it. And Corey's like, "I'm not going to take it." You know, he said, "I'm just going to focus on what's going on now." But you know, the, you can hear that they like they like what they're doing right now defensively and. But you know, if you're going to play that hectic, that helter skelter up and down, up and down the court style, you got to be a pain in the ass defensively. You got to be getting deflections. People got to know you're like, you know, we got to be careful because if they just knock the ball away, they're going the other way for a layup. You know, so I, you know, that's been a big part of what which we've seen with that. I think over the course of the year, I think that'll help De'Aaron. Like I said, it's three games in. I'm not jumping, going crazy either way with what, what's happened, but. For me with De'Aaron, all year it's going to be, I need to see that, you know, every night. And to me, for them to win, he's got to be in, he's got to be above 20 a night, generally. And if he's not above 20, 
You need you need 10, 12 assists. You need you need three, four steals. You need a maybe a block or two. You need to draw a charge. You need him to get the other, you know, get to the line 10, 12. You know, you need all those things. It's a, it's a lot to ask of him because he doesn't have the same, you know, he doesn't have all-stars next to him. But, hey, like, like, like he like even he said, they're going to be paying him next year like he's a star, you know. He can't play. He's, un, he's you know, the disrespect card or no one appreciates me. He's clearly appreciating. Mm-hmm. He's got it. Now it's about doing the thing that takes to win, which is whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's up for the challenge, too. So uh, I like his start to the season um, so far in the 2020-2021 season. Another guy I wanted to ask you about, Marvin's back. All right. Uh Double doubles in two of his first three games. Missed it is at, at three in a row. I think he got eight rebounds on the on the game on Sunday. Seems to me, looks like he's trying to find his rhythm and find his way back. But he's he's giving you some solid minutes. I like what I'm seeing from Marvin right now. It might be it's almost like a um almost like a rookie trying to find his way back into the groove uh, mm-hmm. of of being in the NBA game. So I, I would give him about twenty. 20 games to try and find that rhythm. But so far, I like what I'm seeing out of Marvin. Yeah, and I'll say this for Marvin. I think after the game on Saturday, somebody opened up with asking him how he felt. I can see the look on his face. Please stop asking Marvin if he's okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to say it for Marvin. Please stop asking him if he's okay. You get to see a look on his face like, oh, my God. Every time I play, you're going to ask first question, how do you feel? I'm like, my God. It's just <laughs> it's just. It, and people are like, you know, every time he plays, oh my God, is he all right? I mean, you know, this is he's he's not made of glass. Calm down. Yeah. But you know, I think De'Aaron made the point too. He he had, he had messed up. De'Aaron said he hadn't played since March. People forget Marvin hadn't played in an NBA game since I believe January twentieth. man, almost a year. Yeah, almost a year. And I think. You know, some 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 level of rust is expected. I mean, the, the one thing I like about what I've seen is that he can he can roll out of bed and get ten boards. Right, right. And to me, that's Dominate you know, yeah, he he you know he get ten boards in twenty minutes. He just wake up and get ten boards. And I think offensively, that'll just come with timing and being out there more. And people forget these guys really didn't play with him last year. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they play with him a little bit, but shoot, he played in 13 games. They didn't really play with Marvin. So they, they still no, got to learn him. He hadn't played under Luke pretty much. Yeah, that's, you know. That's and, a whole nother philosophy. Yeah, and I think some of the things you're uh, they're going to have to experiment with and figure out is how do you use him when he's not playing center? Can he be a spacer? I, that's why I think they, they've moved Rashawn up higher. And, you know, it's, it's led to some turnovers. People are saying, oh, they're running the offense through Rashawn. Oh, they're not running it through Rashawn. But you've got to put no. Rashawn somewhere. If Marvin's He's the, on the swing guy. Yeah, you got to, you know, you got to put Rashawn somewhere if, you, if you're going to put Marvin on the blocks. I think they're still figuring that out. You know, Rashawn's figuring, you know, working on, you know, post-entry, feeding the guy, you know, feeding him. They're all just kind of getting used to it because they didn't have that last year. You didn't have a guy you just dumped. The, I mean, their best post player might have been Harrison last season. Yeah, facts. And, and and we didn't even speak about him, Harrison, with a damn good start to the season. I think he's averaging nine. So, but, but not to cut you off, but between, and this is this is something that I really hope continues for the rest of the season, and I think it, it can, between Harrison, Holmes, Bagley, and Whiteside, I think they're like 36 rebounds a night 
mm-hmm. between those three, Something those like four guys. I mean, they're dominating the boards right now, and I love it. One shot and out, and they're getting on the offensive boards too. Yeah, they're they're, they're doing the they're doing the whole thing. I mean, I mean, I, I like the physicality they're trying to show. I like the you know the second chance points. I mean, I think Hassan will just get you no know, two offensive rebounds just by standing. I mean, he's he's hard to move. So I, I I like that. I mean, I like the fact that the, that front court, whether it be Harrison or Rashawn, you know, Marvin, all those guys are hitting the glass. And that was the area, mm-hmm. la- you know, for not just last year and plenty of years, if you played the Kings, it was like, well, just punk them. Just push mm-hmm. them around. They'll, they'll, they'll give in. They'll, they'll give up. They'll, they'll, they'll just, we'll just beat them up. And I think right now they're not getting beat up. In the same, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think Phoenix was more physical in that last game, but it wasn't a thing where I was like, "Damn!" I mean, there was games where I was watching like they getting pumped, like yeah. in the bubble. Well, look, Sacramento took it to them on Saturday. I thought inside, I thought yeah, they were yeah. more physical inside on Saturday. Yeah, so, like in the bubble, the they got like they got pumped in the bubble. You know, so I mean, they weren't they weren't ready. They weren't ready. That was a level of play they weren't ready for. Yeah, yeah, I so, didn't think. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. But I think so far so good. I think I, I I have my own theory. I might have a theory that I think Luke is a better coach with this staff because I think he's not beholden to people that you no know, maybe Vlade wanted on his staff. I think I think this is more mm. along the lines of what maybe what Luke wants to do. People forget that mm. you know Vlade was real big on this team will never win in the playoffs if they can't run half court offense. They got to slow down and learn how to run in the half court. And I think which I agreed with that. That's true, yeah. But I think what happened was, in, in, on that line, they went too far away from their identity. And I, agree with that I think, too. and in yeah. some ways, the, you know, the front office was okay with it because they were like, "We got to work on these things." And people forget De'Aaron didn't play a good chunk of games, and it was hard to play that style when you don't have the fastest guy in the league. Right. So, yeah. like I said, I, I like what I've seen all over. I, I think all around, even going back to the preseason, I like what I've seen. I, I like the way I like the way Luke is talking. You know, I, you know, in terms of expectations, like people, people have to give so much have to give the the, king, the player the pass about. You know, the the guys look tired. You know, he said, I expect them to play through that. I expect, I know it's going to happen, but I expect them to play through it. Like he even said about Denver, yeah, mm. that first few minutes it's, it's going to be like. Ooh, this is tough. And this is where Luke having played before helped. He's like, I know it's going to happen. You got to get through that. If you get through it, you'll mm. be okay. So I, I like that he's, mm. you know, I like that he's speaking more about the expectations and that, no, you know, I expect them to come out and play at this level, you know, and I, you know, there, I think last year just was so weird for them. You know, he had his situation and then you had the trip to India, which it was crazy. The whole organization knew that was going to be a problem. The whole organization did. All the basketball people knew that was going to be a problem. But, you know, they did it. You know, it is what it is. And I think in some ways they were kind of stuck in the mud to start the year. You know, that com- coupled with the fact that they had made some, you know, the the, the Deadman signing was a disaster from the start for them. Trevor. You know, much yeah. as I like Trevor, that that didn't work out. The injuries started piling up. It just snowballed, man. Yeah, it really so, did snowball. In yeah, so, but I think if they, I think if they keep this level of just you know effort on defense, you know they, they'll they'll be, they'll be in games because even when night when the shots aren't falling, they'll be able to compete. And it, you know, and that's where you have to have to see the growth from their from their from their best players. Like you know, in those tight games, who gets us over the top? And I think that's still a learning process. 
you know, I think, you know, people talked about how maybe in, you know, f- no, rookie year, Fox hit big shots, uh, Bogey hit big shots, uh, you know, late in games. Uh, Dave Yeager made a point to me one time about that. He said, you know what? That ain't pressure. No one expects them to, us to win. That's not pressure. Mm-hmm. He said, mm-hmm. so if he missed it, no one gives a damn. If he missed the shot, yeah, stand there like nobody's watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, if you if <laughs> nobody's you, watching, if you make it, oh my god, he made it. If he misses, so what? You know, yeah, you're supposed to lose anyway. So they, you know, as the season progresses, because I mean, the last time they were decent, you know, you know, a couple of years ago, when they got to those part that part of the year where those shots mattered, them boys, them boys didn't have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, break. I keep saying I go back. I go back to that bubble, man. The bubble was was damn near. That was some playoff basketball. Yeah, and they, they weren't, weren't ready. Ready last year. They were not. I, I yeah. said, oh, I I thought De'Aaron showed he was ready for the moment, and Bogey was ready. Some of them dudes look straight shook. Like, oh my god, what's happening? Yeah. Like, why is yeah. Nikola Vucevic kicking my ass right now? <laughs> like, it's like, yeah. it's like, why is Demar Derozan doing whatever the hell he wants right now? You know, so yeah, they were they weren't ready last year as, as collectively, and they may not be ready this year. But you, I do think that that experience showed them, damn, there's a, there's a level of intensity that we got to be at from the start. And I think De'Aaron's spoken on that as well. Is that last year they put themselves in a hole. You come out zero and five, you're playing catch up all year. Mm, you know, can't have that. you know, can't even, have that. even if you're two and three after five, that's better than zero and five. Because then now you're a game from five hundred versus five versus five hundred, and they never got back to five. You know, they got the twelve and fourteen. They never got to five hundred. You you had to go what twelve and seven to get to get almost to five hundred. They never got there. Well, the that and that's a great point because this week you got Denver in in the in the two game series against Houston around New Year's and stuff. Mm-hmm. The goal in the next week, when we do this show next week, um, win one of those games. Just win one of those games. Be at 500, and we're going into the third week of the season. You're at 500. Just win. That's the goal. Win one of those games, man. So yeah, that's I mean, what I'm looking for. I think if you got De- you got Denver coming off of a on a second night of a back to back, it could be you could get them. You could get I them mean, tonight. Yeah. And this one, you guys are going to listen to it tonight. You you can get Denver. You know, and they then, came off a good win against Houston. And Lord and Lord knows who's going to be playing for the Rockets. Oh gosh! I mean, Jeez. we don't know. Hell, that, that might be some people's first game back. Yeah, it probably is going to be some of those guys' first game back. You know, you know they have had what Demarcus, they haven't had John, they haven't had what Eric Gordon. I mean, Ben McLemore. Yeah, so guys. I mean, he, this is a. I mean, to say they could win the next three if they play well is not crazy. Just because this is going to yeah. be a crazy season and. Sometimes the, the schedule's going to be at your benefit. You're going, to, you're going to catch a team when they're resting a guy or two, or in this case, you got half the team coming back from not playing. Yeah. So, I mean, Thanks. I think, you know, Thanks. so, I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't go into this week saying we can get all these just because, too, John John and DeMarcus haven't, you know, they haven't been, too, DeMarcus hasn't been a regular season They can't game. even practice yet, right? Have they, I, they haven't even been able to practice. I, yeah, I, I think their quarantine period should be over, you know. But you mm. know, but still, you know, Demarcus hasn't played in a in, in a regular season game since what 2019. Wow, John wow. for John crazy. for John it's been even longer. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know, it'll be good to almost, see those guys on the floor again. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's, I'm, that's I'm looking to forward to that because I, 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 you know, I, you know, I like Demarcus. I like John. 
Uh, you know, I actually had an interesting night where I ended up at a, at a blackjack table with Demarcus and John Wall, which was very funny because they asked me <laughs> if I going to play, and I like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Hey, were they playing play? like ten thousand dollars a a hand? What Pretty, it was, it, was, it, was like, it was like it was like it was like a thousand dollars a hand, or it was something like that, and a thousand dollars to get on the table. And I'm just sitting he there said, chatting. Are you gonna play? And, and like, cause, see, cause John didn't know who I was. I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't playing. What the hell? I ain't putting my paycheck on the table. And and Demarcus is funny because he's being Demarcus is like, I'm still cheap. I'll play like. I'll play the minimum. John just throwing like chips out. I'm like, wow, this is hilarious. <laughs> and I'm you know, yeah, like, John, yeah, John got the contract to do that thing. Man. Two millionaires <laughs> and me. That was a few years ago, but yeah, that was two millionaires. <laughs> that could be a TV the, show. Yeah, two millionaires <laughs> and me. And you know, yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm happy to see those guys get back. You know, though they're they're like best friends. They've wanted to play together in the NBA for a while. You know, they, they, you know, for, I know initially DeMarcus's whole thing was telling John, you got to come to Sacramento. I'm not going to D.C. You got to come out here if you want to play. <laughs> and, you know, Lone, you know, because, you know, they, they even have matching tattoos. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're like, I don't have no friends like that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but, you know, just, just me and my fiance. That's it. Yeah, you know, I you know, I know my girl ain't getting no tattoo. She you know, <laughs> she, she don't give a yeah. You know, she she got a little out because her kid's name start with a J. She's like, I can get a J. I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, no no no. We gonna if we if we if we gonna be real rough with the tat, you getting the full name. You ain't gonna put a put a put a universal letter. It, it can mean one of your two children or me. Uh uh-uh, uh, no no no. I need a J A S O N. I need. I said we go. I need all that. I said we go. I go real hood. I'd be like, I need Mister Jones, just like so everyone knows. And she's like, you got your damn mind. But I, I digress. That was a, just a random tangent for no reason. But we like, always we always love the tangents and the digressions here on J Street Vibes for sure. Um, before we get out of here, like I said, we want. I know I want the Kings at least win one of these next three. That's what I'm look. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, my numbers do better when they win, so I need them to at least win one, two of these games. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. But we can't get out of here without talking about power, baby. We can't oh, yeah. talk. Power Book 2, season finale, about to come down. First of all, I got to give – I think I mentioned it last week, but if I didn't, I want to do it. Got to give a shout-out to Tariq. He's done a hell of a job this year. I, I've been carrying – being the, the front front runner on uh, on this on this uh, Book 2, he's done a really good job. Yeah, I And I got to ask you, dude – Moving work. He's got a nice little roster. Mm-hmm. He's got a nice little roster. I see Tariq out here working. Bringing Effie, looping <laughs> Effie back in, even though she did him dirty at choke, you know, looping, you know, you know. He got a nice little roster. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, shout out to him. I, I don't know what Dre was doing um, as they're shooting up the the bar with with machine guns and, and semi-automatic weapons. He thought it would be okay if he got up and ran like he wouldn't get hit with a bullet. I'm not sure what that was all about. Oh, he was just proving he really ain't he really ain't meant for that life. He just reminded <laughs> everyone I shouldn't be in this life at all. Because I just got Damn. up and I just got they, up and started they've running. Got like a hundred bullets going on. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, it's like and when and when did my when did did, did I miss when old girl well, used to be a prosecutor? When the hell did that come from? <laughs> yeah, I died. I have no idea. I'm like, oh, wow. I, no, I just knew she was the assistant the whole time. All of a sudden, she's a prosecutor. Oh, I could be a prosecutor. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, man, this show. And it was crazy is that 
I actually listened to Method Man's interview with Jamel Hill on her podcast before I watched. And he's talking about Oh, he's you know, breaking it down. I haven't heard I haven't heard Meth talk yeah. about it. Yeah, he's talking okay. about how he just wants to see, you know, Monet give her kids a hug. She's like she's like he said, Poor Diana spent more time in her room, just like, go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Hey, Monet, Monet, rough on them kids, man. Did you fuck Tariq? No, go to your room. But I go to your room. (laughs) (laughs) Rough on them kids. But no, but that one that gets disowned. I don't know if Kane should have gotten disowned in the first place. Like, I don't know if it was that serious to be like, "Yo, you can't come here. You're not welcome here no more." No, he. I thought that was a little excessive. He he was fucking with the money, though. You know, you know, Tariq. He was, but. But he, Damn, you know what? He, 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 and he's impulsive. He already got beat up. He's he got impul- beat up when he went to went to jail. A, he's impulsive. He's a, it, but like he said, "Mom, you, I'm what you wanted me to be." This is true. He's the mother. She's true. like, I can't deal with this anymore. And you know, the ones she want to be in charge don't want no part of the bit. No, the two kids he, who are he, most he, he went out. The two kids who could run the business. She, they don't want. She's like, uh, you know, dad up in jail. Like, nah, nah, nah. I don't, don't need them. You know doing all that but yeah but that episode did remind me of one thing is why dudes get caught when they cheat women be having that sixth sense like she's like "Uh uh-huh that professor monet was like "Mm -hmm. oh yeah he was real nice to her she's like i know what's going on because here's the thing sometimes with with, with, you know with with the fella sometimes we don't know how to just be coy about it we just we can't help it like if i like you even if it's supposed to be a secret, I'm gonna let it be known. I like. I'm gonna be like, ah, he like he just cheesing. Hey, auntie, this is this is my my, my advisor. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, mm hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then with Paula up with Tasha and Paula, Paula was like, "How long you been sleeping with Davis? What? No, no, oh, man." How did she know? Women, how did she know? She knew it all. In ge- I mean, in general, women know. I, th- I, th- I just think I think there's certain subtleties that we as men give away, like or or even women give away. It's like that little she that had little, that thing that, down to a T. That little subtle touch on the arm that you don't know, make with your homie, something like that, where a woman's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't, they've been fucking. Yeah, and Monet Monet and Tasha were were all over it. Mm -hmm. Like Monet, no, no, Diana ain't messing with Tariq, you know. But she's, (laughs) you know, but she's, but she knows Diana wants to. Exactly, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that that was just like, yeah, dude. That's that's why, as my man Clint Conley said, that's why black men don't cheat because we know that's what's going to happen. You know. Hey man, it's 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 a no win situation. So don't even enter the game. It's, it, you can't yeah. put me in the game. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like somebody like, like they always say: if she's asking you the question, just answer it because she knows the truth already. <laughs> even though that's Facts. not that's not completely true because I've I've had that I've had like the whole Chris Rock scenario. I know you did it, just admit it. And I really hadn't done this shit. I really had. <laughs> I'm like, just admit yeah, it. But, I'm like, I'm like. like I, this is back. This is back in the day. That's when I was married. I, tell, I mean, this is when I'm in my twenties and I'm reckless. And I'm like, you know, my reckless ass says, like, trust me, if I did it, you would know. I really didn't do it. I'm like, <laughs> fellas, especially that is not the correct answer to did you do it. That is the, no. that is the incorrect. The, the, the wrong answer is, well, trust me, if I did it, I wouldn't be here. That is the wrong answer. But I was yeah. That, that's not gonna. That's not gonna make things any better. It's not gonna make you look any better, <laughs> and it's not gonna keep her off your head. So yeah. Yeah. That? So yeah. So that's why when Monet was like, "Mm-hmm," 
she didn't say nothing to, and she was right. She didn't say nothing to, to, to nephew. She went straight to that old ass woman messing with her ch- with the child. Like, what the hell are you doing? And she and she just, I mean, she just almost ruined everything. Got that if she boy wasn't so open. fine, I'd be even more mad at her. Got that but boy she fine. wide. She, she got that boy, that boy that wide open. Bad. He's like, man, yeah. She's like, no, this is, you know, see, but she's grown. She's like, you know, you're real life. Like, I'm not ruining my career over you. You know, this is this is good, but I ain't losing my career. Yeah, yeah. You need to get up out of my house. Yeah, he's, that, like, that, he's like, I love waking up. This is up fun. Next, I love waking up next. Yeah, to he you. he ready to, he ready to 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 take her to the league with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she like, oh, this is fun. This is fun. This is cool. That's a cheat code, fellas. You you know. Well, a lot of a lot of these women out here got that little young that, that little young fling they had back in the day. That that dude who was you know who that who was like ten years of their their junior that they don't tell you. Know, Put him on the game, man. Put him yeah, on the game you know, right here, Jay. Yeah, you know that little young dude who used to wear him out. You know, and they got oh, I would never do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now how I know, I, I back in the day I was that young dude. <laughs> They end up getting married and whatnot. And you're like, wow, that used to be fun back in the day. Now she's happy, and here I am, bitch, being young. You know, at least I got some video games out of it. Hey, that, that boy, that boy Zeke, though, he's living a dream, though. He's yeah. living a dream, man. He got the, he got the, 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 the advisor, the finance advisor. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. He, he, he's supposed to be 18 years old. He looks about 25, but he's supposed to be about 18. Maybe he had a, dream, a maybe he had a prep school year. Maybe he went to prep school for a year. <laughs> prep school. <laughs> <laughs> he's a double hold back. Yeah, Zeke yeah. is a double hold back. He wanted them twenty year old freshmen, you know. Yeah, he'd be like, How you come to the league already? Oh, you say, to... Is this the uh is this the Cassius Stanley story? Is that what this yeah. is? How that you, what this is dudes come to the league ready to drink they can drink already the rookie. It's like, what the hell? How did you do that? You did one year at college, you drinking? Well I did I you know, I didn't actually graduate from high school. I went to prep school. Then I then I finished prep school. Then I did took a year off, and then I went to school. So yeah, I'm like 23. Yeah, yeah, he might be 21. Yeah, yeah he yeah, might be he, already. He up there living so. it up. I was like, I was like, I was like, my man. I said there ain't no way in hell a freshman got that much game to, to pull the advisor that easy. I'm gonna meet you at the restaurant, Bruh. You know, I'm just gonna Come slide. On, up, you know. Come on, we gonna go into the bathroom? Really? That's that's what you gonna do to the advisor? Come on, man. yeah. He living a dream you, though. He yeah, living a dream. Hey, old boy Jabari, come by. You watching ESPN? <laughs> And he think he think and, and, and ain't never been one mention of Tariq wanting to watch ESPN. <laughs> they ain't never showed Tariq play a sport. He he over here following Tariq around like, mm-hmm, let me go see what's going on. Like, if you don't sit your, oh, man. Get you don't somebody, sit your, Kane need to go see him, man. You don't sit your abuse and power somebody ass need to down. Go see that boy. Up here taking down yeah, his, somebody his, to see that boy. Taking man. down his TAs in the office where where, yeah, that's, where that's they, a wild boy right there. Yeah. Oh, Groken! Wow, boy! Oh, Groken here next door. I'm like, oh god, this is just so <laughs> bad. But I, 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 I still watch. I still watch it. I'm pretty sure it's my girl here. This she gonna be absolutely. Like, oh, is, my girl gonna be like, oh, you is just Tariq, shit on the pod now? Is our is our is our hero going to uh, make it out of out of this scenario? I'm sure. He oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's out. gonna happen. Yeah, because Davis McClain is dirty, and I think we all want to see Cooper Sacks lose. It's Cooper Sacks is pretty you funny. Know, doctor, come on, <laughs> come, come on. If he wasn't so evil, he'd be pretty funny. My expert witness, Doctor Epiphany. Come on now, <laughs> come on now, Doctor Epiphany. 
<laughs> oh man, you gotta Girl. love it. You gotta yeah. love it. Great do, show. I love do we know which one is next? What what book three is? Is that Canaan? I, I think, think Canaan it's Canaan. I think I think it's Canaan. Yeah, I think it's Canaan. Yeah, but, you know, 50, either- Fifty definitely finding a way to. He's the Triple H of this whole thing. He's always gonna find a way to work himself back into it. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I think two bits gonna bring. I think Canaan thing. I think I think oh, two. Yeah, I forgot I, about two. I bit. think two bit is when Tommy comes back somehow. I think two bits gonna be typing. That's Tommy. what I want to see. Yeah, cancel because- Christmas. Tommy, Tommy, like uh, what if whatever his name, I forgot his his real name. Uh, he had cancel Christmas T-shirts that I wish I would have got. No, I would have really. definitely bought a cancel Christmas T-shirt. Yeah, so that's your that's your power recap. That's your your Kings recap. You guys are all caught up, ready for the week, ready for New Year's week. I, I know Jason probably just like me, very low key for for New Year's Eve this year. I'm at the crib. Uh, I'm I'm playing video games watching documentaries or whatever but yeah we keep yeah. it low key before uh, we get I'll out of be, here i'll be right no, i'll be writing my the... game story i'll be writing my game story on new year's you eve. will new year's eve new year's eve with the kings you guys yeah. gotta check that out i'm not having fun um, i'm, I'm but, not having fun well it might be a king's win so that might be fun that might be a pleasant story for you to talk about that day mm-hmm yeah. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here, we got to bring our esteemed producer, Rob, back in here because we got a couple things going on with J Street Vibes. And, and, and Rob, you with us? You here? Oh, yeah. I'm right here. Okay. So I, I, I know you know all, all the, the, the ins and outs. And I need you to click off your your uh, your internet tab off of uh, Warriors Outsiders um, real quick, and, and let the people well, know. Well, they- let's <laughs> just calm down for a second. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> I have off of watched, Warriors Outsiders real quick, and then go to more our Kings basketball than I've watched Warriors basketball. I believe I've that. Seen you're always texting King- us during the game. I bought yeah, league like, pass oh, for myself so I could watch the Look Kings this. this season. Look that's how so much I care. To his crap. Yeah, you don't want to watch the Warriors anyway. I mean, that's, that's what oh. I don't want to see Damian Lee hit a, a game-winning shot. That's, that's not what the people. That's not. <laughs> that's not what the people get well, excited that, for. That, that's that's better than watching Raider football. We can agree. So, oh, oh. damn. Damn, I ain't Ugh. gonna do that to you here, Jason. I'm not gonna. Don't do worry, that to I did you. it to myself. I don't worry. Don't worry. My my uncle nearest was waiting on me after that bullshit. But I'm just, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but but Rob, we brought you in, man. Where where we got some things going on with post game Patreon? Where can the people find more J Street vibes? What they've been clamoring for? Where where are some of the places they can find it? Yeah, so if you go to the J Street vibes Twitter, I've linked it in our bio. It's Patreon.com/slash J Street vibes. And that'll take you right to our Patreon page where we have exclusive content from bonus post-game episodes, which the first two games of the season, two Kings wins, I've unlocked those. They're free for anyone to listen to. Uh, we also are going to have monthly Q&As with the two of you guys, so it'll be a great way yeah, for yeah. the listeners. Ask us anything. Yeah, to ask, and and doesn't have to be basketball-related at all. In fact, it'll probably be more entertaining if it's less basketball and more culture. And then we also have an option if you are... In the premium tier, if you're really feeling the vibes, you'll even get uh, regular shout outs on the show. So again, hey. check out patreon.com slash J Street Vibes for all sorts of information. Uh, like I said, it's on the uh, the the Twitter page for J Street Vibes. We'll have the link and we'll be putting out content and retweeting with the link. So just keep your eyes and ears open for that bonus here, Patreon man. content. Yeah, we out here. We out here. 
That's that's all we got. Jay, you got anything, man? Well, where can the people find you? You no. know, we, we got to let them know where they can find you. Theathletic.com, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter, Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram, where I just marked myself safe from those red and black plaid pajamas all y'all seem to have on the other day. I, I had some. I had some. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, know, some. The, you know, I'm not having them next year though. This it got out of control. It got out all of control. Y'all, this year. All y'all got that same cell in them pajamas. All of y'all did. <laughs> I, I'm not doing it next year. I'm getting some other color. I ain't doing it. That was crazy. Every time I went down my damn IG, everybody had the black and black and red pamp, plaid yeah, pajamas. Yeah, I ain't doing I, it. Yeah, I'm, I was like, yeah, this is out of it's like this is out of hand. Good thing I'm I wasn't posted up wearing them. I'd have felt you know some kind of way but yeah, yeah. that's well, where y'all find I, me I you know, you know and by the way r.i.p to you know the late you know brody you know we know him last is brody lee yeah, in man. aew you know yeah it's crazy man you know it's crazy. that's yeah it's just 2020 continues to kick our ass so absolutely let's get the hell out of here um i ain't trying to deal with 2020 no more um you can find me at imk diddy on twitter and on instagram and you can find me with my main man, Damian Barling, uh, every Monday through Friday from 12 to 2 on ESPN 1320 out here in Sacramento. You can listen to it in your cars if you're in Sacramento. And uh, you can go on to radio.com and listen live or listen to the podcast at any time. We're talking Kings all the time. And probably, I don't know, you know, I, I don't want to take too much of his time, but probably once a week, maybe once every other week, you're going to hear Jason on D-Lo and KC for sure, absolutely. A, a regular, a friend of the program. So you can hear us uh, there as well. But other than that, man, Happy New Year's, Jason. Happy New Year's at you, you, Rob, everyone, you know, and maybe by the time you hear from us again, the Kings will be uh, – hmm, we'll see. Let's go. Let's say, no, I'm going to just say it. 5-1. Uh, and one. Let's go. Let's go. 5-1. and one. Uh, uh, Okay. She said so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I have I, I have nothing to say about you know, you know. It, I, I I won't complain. I'm putting it me. in the air, five one. I'll take four and two, four and two. Well, yeah, I'll take four and I'll two. You damn right. I'll take three and three. I'll but take four and two. I, that's I'll, what I'm looking for. I'll take competitive, and I'll take competitive. Okay. Okay. We good. It's your man's Kenny Careway. This is Jason Jones. You know the vibes, man. J Street Vibes, we up out of here. Holla.